Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Okay, everybody, welcome back. It's another OMG one-off. Camille and Kachandra are going to talk about Wait in the Woo, Part 2, Community, Self-Acceptance, Connection. A couple of stories um, that come to mind when I think to myself, when did I realize that my family saw me as fat? One of the stories, my grandmother, I had just actually gone back to Tennessee to visit with her and my father. And of course, I had gained some weight, you know, go adolescence, puberty, the whole thing. And we're driving around in the car and talking about some relative's wedding. And she leaned forward from the back seat and patted me on the shoulder and said, now, Cam, don't you worry. I seen on TV where some big girls were getting married, too. So there's still hope for you. That kind of thing. And believe me, if you knew my big nanny, you would know that it was not meant in an ugly or hurtful way. I think she was trying to just make me feel better. Make you feel included yes. in the conversation, assuming that you would feel not feel included. Exactly. Yeah. So don't you worry, fat girls get married too. Well, okay. You know, I laughed it off. I've got a pretty good sense of humor. And that helps a lot when you're fat, by the way, but we'll talk about that. Another thing I remember was visiting a grandfather after not seeing him for quite a while. You know, he's so happy to see me. He comes up, gives me an old bear hug. And the first thing he says to me is, well, dang girl, I can hardly get my arms around you anymore. Ha, 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 ha. He was searching for something to say. I don't think he necessarily meant to hurt his granddaughter. But those were two big aha moments that I was seen differently. Yeah. And and the perspective is that you're not necessarily thinking about, oh, he's awkward in the moment and doesn't know what to say. Right. And so... Obviously, whatever's like the first thing that caught his attention is, uh-huh. you know, is what he's going to say. Like, you don't already know. But <laughs> but it's it's so hard to, because it stabs. Yes. I mean, the moment. It, I am 53 years old and I still hear I those voices clear as day. I know. I remember, I remember the very first time that I realized that my family saw me that way. It was probably maybe third grade, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I can't remember what we were studying, but I know we had to keep a food diary. Okay. So um, you had to write down like, you know, everything that you ate for three meals Mm -hmm. a day. And we had had leftover mashed potatoes, but my grandmother had made macaroni and cheese and we had had pork chop. And so, you know, it was kind of like. Yes, my mouth is watering right now. (laughs) You know, it was it was typical family, Southern family dinner together. Everything went on the table. You just, you know, and there's always the the cut up cucumber and the cut up tomato and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, too. And so, you know, I wrote down potatoes and mac and cheese and my mom was looking at it and she goes, don't know what your teacher's going to think about that. All those carbs you're eating double or double something about double carbs in one meal. Uh And. I was like, oh, people look at what I eat and it makes them think a certain way about me. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And my mom thinks that way, too. 
Right. You know, because if that she hadn't had that thought, then she wouldn't be assuming that the teacher is going to have the same thought. Well, it would reflect back on her as the meal provider. Well, I mean, we are Southern ladies, are we not? And again, that comes down to perspective. It's like I couldn't in that moment. I'm so hurt. I can't sit there and think you put it on the app. I'm fourth grade. I can't put it on the table for myself. Uh (laughs) You know, (laughs) this is what you had to feed me. You know, I couldn't detach from it in that moment that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and I guess, and, you know, it's kind of like the law of attraction. The thing that you try to push away the most is the thing that you end up attracting to you. Yes. So that made me super sensitive to carbs. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know. And that, that tends to be our go-to. The thing that you make taboo is going to be the thing that gives you the most pleasure when oh, you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I literally have put something I loved like chocolate cake or whatever in my mouth. And all of a sudden it feels like my brain is literally lighting up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You just get that warm fuzzy all over. Yeah. So yeah, it's the addiction is there and it is real. Yeah. And you're, you're never happier mm-hmm. than when you're having that thing that you love. And it is almost immediate once you take the last bite that the self-hatred starts. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do? You're going to go get some more of it mm-hmm. to stop that. Or feeling. another damaging behavior. Like, you know, I've certainly had friends that were bulimic or, mm-hmm. you know, the binge and purge, all that stuff. It, yeah. It's funny that you say that because in the household that I grew up in, my mom and I lived with her parents mm-hmm. and my grandfather until he got sick was a, a big man, six one, two fifty, farmer. My mom, when I was growing up, was also um, larger. She was probably 225. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I was was a chunk. We've talked about that before. There's my little grandma, 98 pounds, soaking wet. Yeah. Now, 95 of it was ornery and hateful, but (laughs) there was three other pounds. And it wasn't until much, much later in my life that I realized it was because she was bulimic. She had been bulimic her whole life. I just knew that she couldn't keep her food down. Like when I was little. Right. That she, she had it was it. her nerves, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's always nerves. Yeah. But, you know, once you start learning about eating disorders, mm-hmm. so it's not a far stretch to see how my mom and I would be on the opposite side mm-hmm. of that. Because you're, ex- you're exposed to it at that age, even though you may not know the name of it. Right. You know, but that's how she stayed so little her whole life is. Mm-hmm. She'd done it to the point where now she couldn't not do it. She didn't have to do it to herself. It was she trained her body. Right. To do it. it was automatic. Yeah. And it's funny. One of my memories, and this is a different grandmother, the one who struggled with weight, you know, mm. married to the alcoholic, et cetera. I remember noticing her as a child. She would like keep a bag of Hershey's Kisses or some kind of chocolate in the little drawer, you know, down at the bottom next to the table by the TV. Her fix. Where grandpa never went, but yeah, she'd reach in there, grab a handful. And if he came in the room, you know, stuff it down in her lap or whatever. But the constant sneak eating. And I wasn't even overweight at the point when I noticed that, but it taught me a big lesson. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want anyone to mention it. You don't want anyone to notice it. You just do what you do in secret. Right. So right. Because imprint. People, yeah. Because people are going to have an opinion. Oh, yeah. A quote unquote opinion of mm-hmm. you if they see you doing that. And even now when, you know, I'm not quite as heavy and just a little curvy, 
this little curvy girl. Mid, I, I You're think, not I a think big they, girl anymore. I think they call it mid-size now. Um, <laughs> not plus size, but mid-size. But just, you know, you go out to eat with some friends and you're like, well, I can't order that because they're, you know, mm-hmm. then everybody's going to think, oh, the fat girl getting the right whatever. The chicken fried steak and gravy. Right. Not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that leads me into one of the things that I think is kind of critical. And it comes with finding your community. Mm-hmm. And that's radical acceptance. Right. Because we've. We've been so geared to the self-hatred and the self-loathing and you can't do the thing you want to because then that makes you a quote unquote bad, fat, whatever person. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've got to you've got to find that group of people that sees past it and accepts you for who you are. Right. And that helps you accept yourself more. And, you know, we've talked about this over and over again is, you know, that's, that's what we found in the Woo Crew, you know, is is just radical acceptance because we've got, you know, we run the gamut, (laughs) you know, age, looks, everything, vegan, (laughs) vegan, not be, you know, carnivore, (laughs) vegan carnivore. Yeah. Age related. Absolutely. So, you know, but when we get together, it's family, it's not right. And it's not, Dynamic family, it's chosen family. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's just love. Yeah, it's yeah. organic and it flows naturally. And it was also a big change for me coming from a large city where, you know, it's considered one of the heaviest out there. So I kind of grew up, you know, there were other big girls around me and some of my friends were large, not all of them, but I didn't feel like I stood out or anything. You know, some of us were fat, some of us were not, some of us went back and forth. And that was a huge change for me when I moved here is all of a sudden having these friends who are vegan or very healthy or go on hikes and do all this stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, well, maybe they're going to be a really good influence on me. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you got to be responsible for your own caca. Right. I mean, truly. So, yeah, it's that was an interesting lesson thinking, oh, all of their healthy habits and traits are going to automatically rub off on me. That's not how it works. It's all so very internal and such a mindset. Yeah. That feast or famine thing I can't seem to shake. Yeah. And we, in the last episode, we know we, we talked about that feeling of like the fat bee never dies. Yes. She's always in the back of your head, no matter what weight you are. And that's another thing that came up for me when I got to know Brenda, she loves being in the woods. She's totally a forest witch and um, <laughs> great metabolism, great metabolism, tiny little girl. <laughs> um, and just wanting to hang out with her, like enjoying the time, you know, the conversations and whatever. Um, I would go on hikes with her mm-hmm. and, you know, it wasn't, it's not that they were strenuous or things I couldn't do. It's just a walk in the woods. It's not, you know, right. it's not rock climbing or she didn't anything. take you up pilot mountain or no, anything. No, but just, from having been overweight, it's just anytime you get physical in your body and you have to feel your body, even though, you know, and I mean, for everybody out there, I'm, you know, right now I'm, I'm 165. I'm just a little heavy. I'm not, you know, You're I'm not, not I'm nowhere, that. I'm nowhere near what I was at my mm-hmm. heaviest and the hike is totally doable. Right. You know, I'm not even really breathing hard. It's just, you know, but still. Just the yuck 
The physical activity in general will set off a panic button in your brain. And there's something about being red faced, can't catch your breath, sweaty, uncomfortable in your own skin. Because believe me, you're already living with that if you're overweight, but double, triple it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what physical exertion feels like. Right. Oh my God, this is what having a heart attack must feel like. Well, and I think that's one of the things that gets discounted for a lot of overweight people when they have an aversion to working out. Oh, yeah. It's not that they're lazy. It's not that they don't necessarily want to get healthier. Mm -hmm. It's that trigger that once you you really get in your body Mm -hmm. and you feel everything. Your heart is beating in your ears. (laughs) You're able to feel what parts jiggle and what parts don't. And you have to deal with that. And your weaknesses. Yes. That it's being in your body is a horrible place to be. It is. And just the the mental game that that plays Mm -hmm. with you. It's just like I've told Brenda and Rosalie this a thousand times. It's just like I hate being in my body. That physicality. Mm-hmm. situation. It's just... Is it a loss of control? Do you think that's it? No. Because I think we're both control freaks in our own way, for sure. True. Maybe it is. I've always assumed it's that I've hated my body for so long Yeah. that those kind of things are an act of self-love. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you know, it's not a soak in the hot tub or a salt bath or wherever where it feels, where it feels good. Comforting. Comforting. You know, it's actually working that body, that thing that you've hated for so long. Right. And it's going to bring up those emotions. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've always assumed that it was just, you know, you've hated it for so long that now you're feeling all of it. And it's just like you don't want to be there. It's like the drill sergeant and the trainee mm-hmm. are in the same body mm-hmm. and they're battling it out. And it's, it's a scary place sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it's. I think there's a there's a cognitive battle for a lot of overweight people when it comes to exercise that does hasn't really been talked about and that mm-hmm. probably a lot of people don't really know exactly how how deep it affects them. And you know, Oprah actually brought it up a long time ago on one of her shows. She's certainly the poster child for someone who's been up and down, up and down. I mean, that's why I love the woman. Um, I feel like she gets it. But she said one time, and she was looking skinny and cute and sexy. She said, I still have to completely and utterly convince myself to get up and exercise, even though it doesn't hurt me anymore, even though I know I feel better when it's done, even though I breeze through it because I'm not huffing and puffing like I used to. I still have to force myself to go to that gym. Mm -hmm. And you know, she got a gym downstairs. Right. There's some kind of block, and even she still goes through it. Well, and she's getting paid millions and millions of dollars right. to exercise and talk. I mean, to be, you know, because <laughs> because that's her job is to look a certain way and be on TV and be in front of people and right. you know that kind of thing. Um, so you know, even getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do it, it's still a struggle. Yeah, I um, think I'd be in a marathon if someone did that for me. But you know, it's yeah, you are who you are at the end of the day inside. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, that comes back to the radical acceptance. You've got to, mm-hmm. you know, you got to let, got to let all that shit go <laughs> so that you can be okay with the body that you're in at the time that you're in and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make decisions based on that. Like, like you said, like Oprah was doing, she was mm-hmm. making a decision every single day, you know, what she was going to do with that. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It, bring, it brings up the topic of like self-sabotage mm-hmm. because, you know, it would be if you're, if you're that person where like, like, like she was saying, where you have to get up and force yourself to do it every morning. I know I would be this kind of person because I just lack motivation. The whole, I have to have the dopamine first. Right. I can't make myself do the thing that's going to give me the dopamine. I have to have the dopamine to get the motivation to do the thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, we end up just self-sabotaging ourselves to, you know, out of, out of the thing that we know is going to make us feel better. And, right. you know. No, come back to the comfort. Right. <laughs> There's yes. that little id inside of us. Right. <laughs> you know, and I remember the first time that I actually felt like I was in the thinner body. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like we were talking about, fat bitch never dies. Yep. She's, no, matter, no, no matter how you look in the mirror, once you're not looking in the mirror, you still feel like the heaviest version of yourself. Yeah. But I, rem- I was at a party and it was um, like you move into a new neighborhood and you're meeting the new neighbors. Mm-hmm. So you, you know very few people at the party. So you're being introduced to all these new people. And, you know, you're doing the whole game where you're like word association, like, OK, your name's Camille and you're wearing a carnelian sweater. So that's how right. I'm going to remember, you know, you know, your name. So you're like hyper focused on people's. Not appearance, but like things about them because you're trying to mm-hmm. word associate and remember who they are later. And I'm meeting all these new people. And the thought occurs to me, I'm not the biggest person in the room. Bum, bum. I've never had that feeling before. And I'm not going to lie, guys. It took me a fat minute, <laughs> pun intended, to wrap my mind around that. Because like I said, if the mirror is not in front of you, you still feel like the biggest version of yourself. And so mm-hmm. I see someone else that's heavy. It's, it's almost like, oh, thank God. Soul you're, sister. You're, yeah, my, my people. My people. Exactly. Um, you know, it just makes you feel like you're not alone there in the biggest version of yourself. Mm-hmm. But then to have that realization that I'm not the biggest girl in the room. Holy crap. Probably made you feel very vulnerable yes. as well. Yes, yes. It's that whole dream where you walk into the thing naked. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it felt. Yeah. You know, like it's like almost like I assumed everybody was seeing like, you know, the, the veil open and, and seeing the realization in me and just, you know, realizing how vulnerable I was. Yeah. But yeah. And the games that that plays with your head, like how easy would it have been to then I hope you can hear Gracie in the background. She has things to say. She's a bit fluffy, too. Yes, she's she's a fluffy girl. Um, (laughs) 
but you know how easy would it have been to you know walk over to the you know to the food table and soothe myself mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I'm in the right body now, and you know that would have been my old my old go to is to soothe myself that way. So it brings up a lot of yuck, yuck, yeah, the whole physicality of it. I think- matching the mental to the physical, I guess, is the better mm-hmm. way to say that. Yeah, that was definitely one of my main issues, why I kept gaining weight back, even after I would lose it and get down to a healthier, ideal weight. How incredibly vulnerable I felt as a thin person. Mm -hmm. You know, people make jokes about, oh, stay fat, you're less kidnappable. You know, no one can pick you up and throw you into the trunk of their car. And I would say, honestly, there might be a grain of truth to that. Mm -hmm. Maybe having the pounds behind you is like having kind of a force field. Mm -hmm. But I would always feel incredibly vulnerable and delicate and fragile. Like someone had taken off my magic bracelets or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. But I think that's what sends me careening in the other direction, getting that stability back and that grounding. Well, and there is a certain anonymity that comes along with it because, you know, people aren't as likely to just walk up to you and want to start a conversation. Yes. You know, so you, you kind of have to be on more mm-hmm. because you're more approachable. You're, you're not any more approachable, but people perceive you as more approachable. Oh, yeah. Sense of humor helps too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're thinner. So there's like, um, you know, again, there's a tension that you didn't, you didn't have before mm-hmm. and whether you want it or not want it. it and dare you okay. trust it. Well, but it's still Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yes. You know, because you go from kind of one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the things that has kind of helped us self-accept more, obviously, is our community, but also the the woo aspect of our community, because there's that whole vibrational part when we all get together, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we have spirit circles together. You know, right. we, we call in our guides or we'll do um, development exercises together, intuition development. Or Reiki each other. Reiki or... each other. Um, you know, draw cards for one another. And there's just, you know, there's that whole vibration of that and that aspect mm-hmm. of oneness, you know, that we're, that we're not this, you know, singular heavy person by ourselves trying to do it by ourselves. But, you know, you feel part of that group and you get a, sense of the you know the oneness of the universe like we you know you don't see the person sitting over there as vegan how can they not eat meat you don't think right. you know, this person over here is oh they're 20 years younger than me they don't understand what i'm going through right you know it's just chosen family not mm-hmm. you know and it's it, there's that sense of oneness and just sitting in that vibration mm-hmm. i know it has helped me with the self-acceptance part of it a little bit more once i got to know you guys because there's, you know, there's a place that you can go and feel safe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way about that. If the like the just feeling the vibrational shift of being like in the in the right community with people that you know that understand you and the self acceptance that comes with that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's just the total lack of judgment because we all have such incredible qualities in common. Whether mm-hmm. it's sense of humor or, as they say taking the piss out of each other, Mm -hmm. you know, the gentle teasing and the being the soft place to fall when one of us goes through something stressful. Well, and, and the camaraderie is not the right word, but compliment. Like one of us 
weakness, there's someone else in the group that has that strength. Right. You right. know, because we joke about this all the time. Astrology, I don't speak that language. <laughs> I, do, I do not understand it. I do not speak the language. But I know if I have a question, if something comes up mm-hmm. that, I, that I, I think has a, you know, astrological significance that I don't understand, I know I can text Camille or call Camille and more than likely she's going to at least know something about it and be able to put me in the right direction mm-hmm. to figure it out. I, I really do feel like we, that group complements each other that way that where one of us is not as strong, there's someone in the group that totally is that we can rely on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same with Reiki. I've been trained. I get it. Mm-hmm. I believe it works, but for some reason it just doesn't feel authentic or right when I try to do it. But my friends, absolutely you mm-hmm. and Brenda and Rosalie, it just yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's just we've got our modalities and some shine stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess we're probably nearing the end of episode two, Wade in the Woo. Like I said earlier, if anyone out there has any similar feelings, similar stories, or even want to present a topic for us to discuss, please don't hesitate. Yeah, go to our website, om-gpodcast.com. There's an area there for you to uh, give us some you know, ideas on future topics for the podcast. And we'd love, to, we'd love to have you to be part of our community and connect that way and uh, know what you want to hear us riff on and give you totally our opinions, obviously. But um, we'd love to interact with you that way. So go to the website, leave us a comment. Go listen, If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you that way as well. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao for now. Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.